Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Miami, I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 576 for release on Sunday, March 22nd, 2020. On WaveScan today, the happiest place on earth. Vanuatu in the South Pacific, back on shortwave. We'll have more from the HFCC conference in Malaysia and our Australian DX report from Bob Padula. Well, the travel brochure informs us that Vanuatu is the happiest place on earth due to its idyllic location and the relaxed lifestyle of its inhabitants. These days, Vanuatu is really beginning to encourage international tourists to come visit their islands and enjoy a happy tropical vacation to the utmost. More now from Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Vanuatu is a cluster of 82 South Pacific islands, 65 of which are inhabited, and they're located 1,000 miles east of Australia. These islands stretch north and south for 800 miles, and interestingly, two of these islands, Matthew and Hunter, are claimed by and are administered by France as part of New Caledonia. There are several active volcanoes on Vanuatu, both above sea level and below sea level, and these produce frequent earthquakes, though fortunately not serious. The largest island is Espiritu Santo, though Efate is the capital island, with Port Vila as the capital city. The total coverage of the islands is 1,800 square miles, though the land areas are generally quite steep and somewhat unstable. Only 9% of the land areas are suitable for cultivation, and the availability of fresh water is quite limited. The unusual flower pot snake was apparently introduced to Vanuatu inadvertently during colonial days. This snake is blind, non-poisonous, and it's sometimes mistakenly identified as an underground worm. Saltwater crocodiles have appeared in Vanuatu in more recent times, and it's understood that they were blown in from the Solomon Islands and New Guinea during cyclones and heavy weather storms. The first inhabitants of Vanuatu were Melanesians, who came in from Southeast Asia two to 3,000 years ago. The first European visitor was the Portuguese navigator Fernandes de Quiros, who was leading a Spanish expedition in 1606. Soon afterwards, a Spanish settlement was established, though it didn't survive for very long. The notorious French Admiral Bougainville rediscovered the islands in 1768, and the famous English Captain Cook, who named the islands as the New Hebrides, arrived six years later. In 1906, the British and the French agreed to administer the islands jointly. Some 5,000 Vietnamese village people were brought in subsequently as field labourers, and the Americans swarmed in by the thousands during the Pacific War. The New Hebrides gained their independence in 1980 as Vanuatu. These days, Vanuatu has a local population of a quarter million, who speak a hundred different languages and dialects, though Bislama, English and French are the official languages. The predominant religion in Vanuatu is Christianity. The local economy is dependent upon foreign aid, 
and China holds 50% of their indebtedness. Tourism is beginning to substantially add to their economy, and the sale of offshore citizenship at $150,000 each accounts for 30% of their national income. The first wireless station in the New Hebrides was installed in the era before World War I. It was back in December 1909 at a Pacific Wireless Conference in Melbourne, Australia, that plans were laid for a South Pacific network of wireless communication stations, which would include also the New Hebrides. Approval for the installation of a medium-power long-wave station at Port Vila on Efate Island was granted in early 1910, and the station was installed quite soon afterwards. The location for this new wireless station under the call sign HNV was upon a hilltop on the small 69-acre Iririki Island in Malay Bay, opposite Port Vila. During the mid-1920s, the wireless equipment at Port Vila was removed and a new valve transmitter, probably from AWA in Australia, was installed. At the same time, the call sign was changed from HNV to HVW. It appears that the new station was installed by Mr Francis H Harvey, originally from Western Australia. He had a QSL card printed listing the communication station as HVW and his own amateur call sign as A4NW. Apparently, the New Hebrides back then was shown as part of Queensland as far as amateur radio was concerned. In 1978, the communication station was listed with two call signs, YJA and YJZ, and the location was given as now on the capital city island of Efate itself. After independence in 1980, the one call sign is shown, just YJM, which indicates that Vanuatu retained the same call sign sequence as before independence. In our next topic on the radio scene in Vanuatu, we plan to present the story of the American radio station on the island of Espiritu Santo. For now, back to you, Jeff. Thank you very much, Ray. Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Last week, Jerry Plummer of WWCR and the Caribbean Beacon and I were speaking with George Ross of Transworld Radio about the recent HFCC A20 Shortwave Frequency Coordination Conference in Malaysia. We were previewing the conference just before it began in Kuala Lumpur. Today, part two of that conversation. Well, I, I know that I've been doing some preparatory work that I usually don't do using WhatsApp and emails mm-hmm. and Skype mm-hmm. to already start 
coordinating with some of our delegates here that aren't going to be here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I can say, as you've already mm-hmm. said, Jerry, that um, it's nothing like being here in person because there's just some things that you cannot mm-hmm. cover. I don't care what you're doing mm-hmm. if you don't sit down with someone yeah, and literally yeah. go over it hand on hand together. You're not going to have the results as quick anyway as to what you would have. And George, you and I are both firm believers in technology, no doubt. But that that eye-to-eye contact is kind of hard to miss, you know. And and you take away, like I say, I can't think of a a good expression, but I will sometime. But you take away the time zone differences when you put everybody in the same room. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're 14 hours difference, no, you're not. You're only about 20 foot away. And you can solve something right then, you know. Uh, again, like you say, it's a challenge. And we'll have to this time rise to the occasion to see what we can do. Yeah. And, George, do you think that um, that this will cause problems with uh, maybe more collisions in the A20 season than normal? Boy, I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just going to take a lot more work. I know, I, I think I can speak for everyone, as you know, that... All of our delegates are very convicted to be sure we can get collision-free schedules. Mm -hmm. But it does take a lot of work, and when you're this remote, it just means a lot more that everybody's going to have to put together. And, you know, even though we're all big fans of email, email can sometimes lead to the wrong emotional response just the way it may Mm -hmm. read, you know, when really nothing was meant to be said, but it sounded bad, you know. And for those who aren't uh, up on all of this uh, terminology, of course, collisions, by collisions, mm-hmm. we're talking about yeah, sorry, two yeah. stations on the same frequency at the same time to the same target area, yeah, right. which is what this conference is, that's what it's the purpose yeah. of it, right? Trying to eliminate these mm-hmm. before they happen every season. And with seasonal changes, of course, we do have to make not only frequency changes, but meter band changes. Oh, yeah. And so everybody's vying for what they need to. Mm -hmm. Now we're at the lowest part of the sunspot cycle. And everybody still wants the lower meter bands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, people, I keep hearing people say, well, it should be real easy to find frequencies, you know, because you've got all of your... You know, your major, a lot of your major governmental uh, stations have closed down. So, hey, we should have it easy, but that's not the case. Someone picked them up. Somebody picked them up. You're right about that. And the bands are still crowded. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And the new season starts on Sunday, March 29th. Yeah, March 29th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, my my fearless prediction is it's going to take more work, like George says, and it's going to be a lot more collisions, Mm -hmm. I believe. Well, we'll see what happens this week. Um, our WaveScan editor, uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, sent along an item here, which is interesting, from the SWLing Post, which I think is uh, uh, moderated by our friend Thomas Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. Uh, he says, earlier this week I mentioned in a post that if you're plotting to buy a radio or other consumer electronics currently in development or production in China, expect delays. Due to the spread of the coronavirus, a number of factories have been shut down mm-hmm. and production effectively frozen since the beginning of the Chinese New Year. Some companies are attempting to slowly bring operations back to normal levels, but progress is unstable to say the least. And Thomas says, I've spoken with a couple of friends who work in the radio and consumer electronics industry in China, and both have expressed serious concerns regarding new product timelines this year. 
Both noted that there's no need for alarm or panic at this point, but consumer expectations should simply be in check as the situation unfolds. I would not be surprised, for example, if the Texan PL990, Texan H501, Eton Satellite Elite, and ICOM IC705 are all delayed a few weeks or even months. Right. Much depends on where each product was in the design, development, or production process mm-hmm. when the factories were closed. It's also possible if your regional retailers and distributors run out of product inventory, it could take an extended time to replenish stock. I agree with that. Now, George, uh, you've just come from a, a conference in, uh, in India, uh, and w- was there any discussion of that? I wasn't at the conference. My, oh, my colleagues were that I was uh, in contact with. It was interesting that our friend Hao Chun with the gospel radios did not make it. He did have a delegate there. Mm-hmm. And just with the way that that was noted, he was missed, let's say oh, that. Yeah, but yeah. that also gave a big impact as to what was happening. There were also a couple other DRM manufacturer producers ready to kick off with a receiver, and they are experiencing just these delays yeah, you've right. uh, mm-hmm. told us about. Mm-hmm. And and this is not limited to DRM alone. It's any, any radio receiver. Is, uh, well, as you any, mentioned Any here, electronics, yes. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that spreads out to memory, hard drives, SSDs. I, I teach every year a supply chain, like senior level supply chain stuff. And I got to say, the only good thing I can think about this whole Wuhan thing is it sure makes for good case studies, mm. yeah. you know, because it's exactly true what yeah. Thomas is saying. And I suppose, you know, we're not just talking about even electronics in general. It could be any product made in Anything China that may be China. delayed. Mm. Um, well, I understand that Wuhan is a very, very large distribution point. And I think, George, you've been there to Wuhan mm-hmm. not in the last month or so, but, you know, what, a couple of times, I guess? I've been there a couple of times, and I was amazed. Back in the late 90s when I was there, you could see lots of different warehouses and mm-hmm. uh, manufacturers. They had these long chutes that were made out of tarps, and they would constantly, nonstop, have boxes going Just down go, go, go. to boats yeah. or to trucks or to wagons mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fill them up. So, yeah, it's a, it's well, a it's, very it's big place. Big area. Wow. Yeah, I've never been there, but... Uh, of course, George, you've been pretty much all around the world, I believe. Um, Not yet. <laughs> but we do still have some people coming to uh, the uh, Global Coordination Conference right, right. here in KL. We have, for example, uh, from the Emirates, we have the U.S. delegates, uh, the Arab delegates, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're representing CBB, Caribbean yes, Beacon, yes, yes, uh, yeah. and we have uh, the Germans. We have um, the British are going to be here, and the Australians. Australians. Uh, we have uh, Russians. Yeah, Russians. Uh, we have Iranians yes. and Indonesians yeah, sure uh, scheduled to RRI, come, yeah. uh, as well as Oman and, yes. and Sudan, uh, Algeria, France, the Vatican. Uh, so you know, I mean, we have a, a lot of places here, but as you said, we're probably at half power, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. half to third power, actually. <laughs> So it, it will be an interesting week, I'm sure, and uh, mm-hmm. as we go along, we can um, uh, update in the in the coming weeks here on Wiscan uh, what, what's been happening here at uh, at this A20 Global Coordination Conference. Thank you, George Ross from TWR. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, it's always good. George, it's always good to talk with you. It's always yeah. good to get together with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George. Thanks again. I was talking there with Jerry Plummer of WWCR and George Ross of Transworld Radio. 
We were previewing the HFCC A20 Coordination Conference hosted by the Asia-Pacific Broadcasting Union in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. In future programs, Jerry and I will cover what happened each day during the week-long conference. Radio and TV stations and the media in general worldwide have been affected by the coronavirus crisis. A large number of staff have been working from home. Manuel Mendes in Spain informs us that Radio Exterior de España has ceased producing its own foreign service programming, and instead it's broadcasting Radio Nacional de España's Radio 1 programming on shortwave to provide COVID-19 information. In the United States, the National Association of Broadcasters, or NAB, has canceled its annual conference due to take place in Las Vegas next month. The last time it was canceled was in 1945, during the Second World War. And just a few days ago, it was announced that the 2020 annual meeting of the National Association of Shortwave Broadcasters, NASB, has been canceled, or perhaps postponed. The meeting was scheduled to take place May 14th to 15th at WEWN in Birmingham, Alabama. WEWN says it hopes it will be possible for them to host the meeting sometime later this year. Stay tuned for updates on that. All shortwave listeners are invited to attend. Now let's go to Salahadeen Dolar in Bangladesh with his DX News report. Dear listeners and radio hobbyists, welcome you to the Bangladesh DX Report of the Month in Oviscan. This is Salahuddin Dollar from the beautiful city Ratshahi, Bangladesh. Glad to be back and thanks for listening. The receiving log of different radio stations. March 1st, 2020, KBS World Radio at 1805 UTC on 6040 kHz in Rachian. The SIO rating was 343. Discussion between whiles was heard. Radio Thailand at 1820 UTC on 7475 kHz in Thai language, the SIO rating was 444. Talking of a lady was heard. March 2, 2020. Radio Taiwan International at 1640 UTC on 9405 kHz in English. The Ibra Media Radio Sama at 1775 Africa at 1735 UTC on 11660 kHz in Oromo language, the SIO rating was 332. SLBC at 1740 UTC on 11750 kHz in Sinhala, the SIO rating was 343. All India Radio General Overseas Service at 0315 UTC on 11740 kHz in Dari language, the SIO rating was 332. Musical program was heard. 
in escape world radio at 1305 utc on 11685 kHz in bangla the rating was 333 world news was heard voice of america at 1605 utc on 1175 kHz in bangla the rating was 333 world news was heard march 4 2020 adventist world radio at 1310 UTC on 17770 kHz in Vietnamese, the SIO rating was 333. Religious talking was heard. Voice of America Botswana English program Border Crossing at 1550 UTC on 15580 kHz, the SIO rating was 333. Voice of Turkey at 1706 UTC on 9595 kHz in Uzbek language, the SIO rating was 444. News read by a male voice was heard. Bangladesh DX report team will issue EQSL card for the correct reception report of our segment in OAVScan. Send your reception report to the following email address at dxbangla at gmail.com. The address again dxbangla at the rate gmail.com. For this edition of Bangladesh DX Report, we want to thanks Mr. Pradeep Chandra Kundu from Tripura, India for sharing his information with us. Okay friend, I will come with more DX news in the next month. Till then, take care. Salahuddin Dollar, Ratshahi, Bangladesh. Thank you, Salahuddin. And now it's over to Bob Padula in Melbourne, Australia. So information now concerning monitoring analysis here in Melbourne. This is in our mid-afternoon period. The time window 0530 through to 0600 and we look at the 31 and 25 metre bands. Quite a lot of activity in those bands in that time frame. 9885 The Voice of America from the Santa Maria de Galleria relay station in the Vatican with programming in French to Africa and Europe. 9700, the voice of Turkey, with Turkish programming, very strong signals. 9555, Saudi Arabian Broadcasting Service, with programming in Arabic. 9535, Radio Havana, Cuba, with programs in English. And 9420, the voice of Greece, with its programs in Greek to Europe, Africa and the Middle East. And the 25 metre band, 11620, China National Radio Network 5 in Chinese. 11650, China Radio International from Kunming in Vietnamese. It's a strong signal here in Melbourne. 11660, China National Radio Network 2. That's otherwise known as China Business Radio. 11680, the Korean Central Broadcasting Station, Pyongyang, with programming in Korean. 11700, Radio Havana, Cuba, in Spanish. And 11745, the Saudi Arabian Broadcasting Service, in Arabic. 11760, China National Radio Network 1 in Chinese. 
and 11790 NHK Radio Japan Tokyo broadcasting in Russian from the Yamata transmitting station 11840 China National Radio Network 2 11850 another frequency for Radio Havana Cuba in Spanish 11860 Saudi Arabian Broadcasting Service again in Arabic and 11875 Iran broadcasting in Turkish good signals 11905 China China National Radio Network 6 in the Hakka dialect 11935 China National Radio Network 5 in Chinese and 11970 China National Radio Network 2 China Business Radio also in Chinese and 11980 Radio Free Asia from the Dushanbe Relay Station in Tajikistan good signals to Asia and 12015 BBC from the Dubaya Relay Station in the UAE with programming in Arabic just a reminder that full detail ADXR QSL cards are available by contacting this address. The URL is simply adxr.org. It gives it once again, adxr.org. So until our next program, this is Bob in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Wishing you all good listening and thanks for being with us. Last week on WaveScan, we had music from Malaysia, Chinese language music from Malaysia, and this week a bit more Chinese language from Malaysia, but this from Felicia Lowe. And that ends WaveScan for today, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, we return to the radio scene in South America, this time Paraguay. A report from day one of the HFCC in Malaysia. Our Philippine DX report as well. Several QSL cards are available for the program. Send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for WaveScan to the AWR address in Thailand and also to the station your radio is tuned to. WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa or to IRRS Italy or to the AWR relay stations that carry WaveScan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program. They will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The only email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. The only postal address for AWR QSLs is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Prakanong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. 
Again, that's Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakadong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. The email address for other correspondence to Wavescan is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White, WRMI in Miami. Till next week, good listening, everyone. Shangkao